You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. If you're looking for a podcast that gives you uncensored accounts from two strong, beautiful women, one in a relationship and one single, you want to check out Cocktails Dirty Discussions. It's hosted by Kiki Said and Mendaya Monroe. The ladies gather over drinks and discuss the latest happenings and their sexual experiences and their dating lives. Check out this intro to see what they're all about. What's up, you guys? We are Cocktails or Discussions. I'm Kiki Said So. And I am Medina Monroe. And if you love talking about dating in today's world, all the things in between, check out our show. Yeah, take a listen to one of our favorite episodes. Mm. Everybody <laughs> fluid for real. Everybody just going with the flow, goddamn. You Some women what? can't call themselves fluid if you try not to eat pussy. You, you know talking about, well, I don't eat pussy. But you're scared of a little fluid. Don't be a little scared of fluid now what if you fluid. That fluid tastes good. If you have been dating someone for six years and you find out that your boyfriend of six years is your brother. Like full, both same parents. It's gonna be weird if they do stop. They had family reunions and you looking at like, damn, I know my sister got good pussy. (laughs) I'm gonna stay. Check out new episodes of Cocktails Dirty Discussions every Thursday on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Hi, I'm Holly Randall and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. My guest today started camming in high school and then has grown her career in the porn industry over the last decade. I haven't had the pleasure of working with her yet. This is, in fact, my first time meeting her. So I'm very thrilled to get to know the beautiful Madison Morgan. Oh, thank you. What an introduction. You're welcome. I'm thrilled to get to know you as well. Yes. Also, if you don't mind me asking, what camera are we supposed to look at? So we should look at each other for the most part. This is the wide. This is my camera. If you want to address the audience, that's your camera. You know what? I'm just kidding. (laughs) So like at the end, you know, have you plug your socials? Like that would be... Oh, you know, the camera you would look at. It would just be uh, like if you're addressing the audience, you know, like POV style. Yeah, exactly. Like you and I are chatting about something oh. and you're like. So this is the sex tape style do... and this is the POV style. Yeah, exactly. Okay, That's a great it. way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> In terms I can understand. Yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, I feel like we already, you know, have gotten to know each other. The first thing I saw was your boob downstairs because it was coming out she's like hey she's like here's my boob can you help me zip up and i'm well, like of course should we tell the, real, so real quick i'm like trying to get out of my house my poor makeup artist left had just left and i didn't think to ask her to help me zip so i'm like i, I could do this you know i got this and i'm like 
Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, oh dear, we're running late. We got to go. So I just threw on my leather jacket and uh, in the Uber ride, I just kept hiding it so the titty don't pop. Yeah. <laughs> I think he caught a little glimpse, but it's okay. Well, you know, I mean, you upset. probably made his day. I mean, I feel like Uber drivers don't always have, like, the most exciting stories to come home with. Well, some of us. So if we got a little flash. Oh, do you have have some Uber stories? I've talked to Uber drivers before. Really? I did. I didn't know we were going to go there so quickly. Okay, well, clearly you have to tell us a story. Well, of course. (laughs) Well, um, I had to find someone who was cute, of course, because I was like, "Mm, you know, you You can kind of see the picture. Kinda, kinda. Let's be real. But I was like looking for someone around like my age who, because mm-hmm. uh, when I first started doing OnlyFans, like guy friends of mine were like, "Yo, can I be on it?" Yeah, of course. And then I was like, "Hey, as your friend, you're gonna get a girlfriend in six months, and she's going to hate you for this." Mm-hmm. Like, and then we can't hang out. So no. That's but, really kind of you. Oh, hey. like thoughtful. Oh, thank you so much. I was <laughs> like, "Hey, your girlfriend and I, is, your girlfriend is not gonna be cool with us, yeah, being friends with this." Yeah. So yeah. anyways, um. So I kept, like, requesting them and requesting them. And after, like, the fourth one, I was like, okay, this guy looks around my age. And he looks like – I had, like, a weird feeling. I was like, this could be someone who would do it and, like, tell his friends that it's, like, a funny story. Mm -hmm. So I got in there and, like – you can see on the video I'm, like, holding the camera, like, on the floor to, like, record our conversation. And I'm like, oh, like, what's your name? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, small talk to, like, get a feel for their personality. Mm -hmm. And – um. And then I go, like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? They're like, no, no, I don't. I'm like, oh, it's like, do you know what OnlyFans is? And they're like, fuck yeah, I know what OnlyFans is, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, would you actually want to be on mine? Like, I was like, I will uh, – I'll pay you, like, if you just, like, fill out the paperwork. Like, we won't put your face in it. Yeah. But if you want to be on it, like – Wow. I guess you can hear their voice. I'm like, no one will necessarily know it's you. Right. And both of the times they're like, yeah. So – Okay, so you've done this with two Uber yeah. drivers. How many have you approached? And well, uh, the ones that those two worked out only because I kept looking at the person, and then if they didn't look like the right fit, I would cancel. Hmm. So I canceled on a bunch before I got those. Okay. Okay. So I see. So you yeah. order an Uber. Yeah. You wait for their photo to pop up. Yeah. And you decide whether or not they're good enough for you. To- because if they're in their, like, 40s, they probably won't because they don't know, like, what OnlyFans – they may not know what OnlyFans is or they're, like, right. married or – I don't know. So I was like, guys in, like, their late 20s, early 30s are probably going to be more down. Yeah. Okay. So then do you fuck them in the car or yeah, do you go oh. – Well, one, we, like, fucked in his car and then we were – he was like, do you want to come to my place? And I was like, mm, sure. <laughs> and then – okay. So then it continued from there. Yeah. How were they? Because, I mean, you know, you and I both know working in the adult industry for a long time, mm-hmm. like, a lot of guys say they can do the job, and when oh, it comes yeah. down to it, they can't necessarily fulfill their obligations. So how how did these guys do? They did pretty fucking good. Huh. Like, if someone's freaky enough to, like, fuck a girl they just That's met true. for OnlyFans, like, and they're, like, confident enough to have their dick on the internet – they're going to be decent. Yeah. I guess that's true because, you know, a lot of times when we're th- – when I'm thinking about, you know, guys failing on set, it's always like on a big professional set with like a bunch oh of people yeah. and it's like, you or, know, a lot of pressure. This is – I guess this is no different. kind of thing. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I can't Im- – you know that like they went home and told their friends and no one believed them. Of course they didn't. Like – I did send them – we kept in touch, though, and I was like, hey, here's your video. 
that's nice of you. Yeah, of course. Like, I paid them. I had them sign the paperwork, you know, like. Oh, my God. I can't. This guy's just like, wow, this isn't such a bad job after all. <laughs> like, every other person that gets in his car, he's like, hmm, is this the one? Is this like, the one? No, nah, man, that happen. was a one-off. <laughs> so how did you get into the adult industry in the first place? Okay, so I love my parents. They're the best people in the world, but we did not get along, so I'm not – I just always feel kind of bad telling the story because mm-hmm. it makes it sound like a sob story, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But um, I got kicked out of the house a lot because mm-hmm. they're um, very, very, very religious, and mm-hmm. they had like – they're like, you're going to be like the head of the cheerleading committee, and you're going to like help us like with church, and you're going to do – like, you know, that's all like – plans life. for you. Yeah, they're like type A, like super over – great people, but like super overachievers, yeah. like very strict. Yeah. Um, and I, I say that I love them, but they're very overbearing. Mm-hmm. So when I got older, I was like, I don't want to do all that. Like, that's your life choice. And then um, uh, I didn't come home on homecoming because uh, I was like, you know what? I work two jobs. I'm getting good grades. I'm staying out. <laughs> I am not coming home. And also, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be drinking. So Right, right. So my friends and I threw, like, a party, like a suite. And I said, you know, fuck them. Like, I'm staying here. So I got back, and then it turned into, like, this whole, like, battle of, like, the wills. And then they came back and said, like, well, you can't live here anymore. So, like, well, what am I going to do? I work at IHOP and Pizza. Like, I can't – like, I can't make a living for myself. And they were like, yep, exactly. So find somewhere to live. So I stayed with my friend and her family. God bless them. <coughs> uh, we still talk. They're, like, my second parents. Mm-hmm. But um, this girl on Facebook, she kept posting, make $200 a day, make $200 a day. And I made eight twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So $200 a day. Well, come on now. Yeah. So I was like, what is it? She was like, it's this like some vague shit. It was right. super sketchy, but I was desperate because mm-hmm. I knew that it was a power move. And of course, like they were going to make me, they were going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And I was again, oh, I was in my senior year of high school and mm-hmm. I just turned 18. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't do this. So anyways, um, and none of my friends had gotten kicked out or moved out. Like, mm-hmm. I had no one to live with. So, anyways, um, I go to the building. It's, like, this warehouse in the middle of Las Vegas. And then I met um, – he actually became my ex-fiance, funny mm. enough. But the guy, I got there, and he was, like, smart enough to, like, not tell me, like, in full detail. <laughs> what did he tell you? He uh, used to recruit girls for uh, porn mm-hmm. <laughs> for, like, their first scene. So he's a mm-hmm. smooth talker. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, you just chat with them. You play girlfriend, like, blah, blah. So this like, is for a camming site. Yeah. Okay. And so he left. So he's basically he got to where you said you get paid to eat and sleep. And I was like, paid to eat and sleep? Oh, I'll be there. Yeah. And then by the time training day came around, then he was like, oh, yeah, and this is when you get naked and blah, blah, blah. And I was like. All right, well, fuck it. I'm already here. Yeah, by the time you're, like, you're already, like, in it. Yeah. So I got, like, tricked into it. But I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm glad it happened. Right, right. It ended up working out for you. But it wasn't what you expected. No. I'm glad he didn't. Honestly, I'm so thankful he didn't tell me right off the bat because I would have ran out. Right. Okay, so then how – so are you – is it a cam house that you're living in? It was a webcam studio, so it's like okay. an old warehouse. Okay, and they convert all the rooms to like a okay. bedroom. But did you stay there, or were you no, you just no, went and worked there? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I've heard about those cam houses that like girls stay there. And no, then, like, I did not want to stay. It there. almost becomes like a situation where they find no, it difficult was, to leave. Girl, there was so much drama. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Oh. So okay. So what was your first like camming experience like? Um, well, I was like a. Uh, 
you know, I was definitely an active girl in high school. Like, I definitely was very sexual, but I was, like, just, you know, like, shamed a lot for it. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're, every, you know, they're kids, but I was, like, the school slut, like, everywhere mm-hmm. I went. Mm-hmm. So I had this boyfriend at the time, um, and I was, like, kind of scared to tell him. And he – what what happened? Like, he, he finally sat me down one day. He was, like, we have no future together. We are never going to, like, get married. Like, this is not happening for us. And mm-hmm. I was, like – Great. So so it solidified the decision. Okay. So later I told him I started camming, and to his credit, he actually was super cool about it. Mm-hmm. His now fiance, I think, does it, like, oh, on the same website building. I know. Doesn't everybody he, know? To his credit, though, at least, like, he sucked, but at least he was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so at that point, I was like, well, nothing top of me. So, and then how did you find, did, did you find that you liked it? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure the money was Loved pretty it. impressive coming from working at IHOP and Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. I think I made, like, $200 my first day, and I said, and I waited for my check because I was like, it's a scam, it's a scam. Then yeah. I got my first check, and I said, back, like, bounce. Yeah. So how did your career progress from there? So the webcamming thing is great, but it is the same exact thing over and yeah. over and over and over again. And aren't, aren't you guys, like, sometimes on those webcams for, like, a really long time? Like, eight, I've heard girls do, like, eight, 12, 16 hour shifts. It took a lot of Adderall for me. <laughs> Some girl in there was like, uh, that I didn't like, said she made a thousand. So I was like, fuck her. And I popped an Adderall and I made a thousand. But um, yeah, no, it, it was such a fun job, but it just was stagnant. There's nowhere to really grow from because mm-hmm. uh, I was on streaming and those girls are so like undercover, if that makes sense. Mm. Like you don't really hear about cam girls. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm an extrovert. Like, I need to be around people. So I said, like, hey, I want to – like, I kept going back and forth. Like, oh, I should do – I had a couple girls that left and said, you should do porn. I was like, mm, like, I don't know. And then I actually met Mike Adriano about okay. four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I met a couple of girls who were former porn girls. Sorry, I'm, like, so skipping. Let me start with the girls. Okay. So I met two girls that were super cool. They had just re- kind of retired from porn, and they were, like – the coolest, nicest, like so comfortable with themselves, and I love how liberated they were. Mm-hmm. Whereas the webcam girls were very like one foot in, one foot out. Totally. Yeah, they like yeah. didn't want anyone to know, and like yeah. that just. I feel so bad for them that the anxiety they had. Mm-hmm. But the girls who had done porn were just so free and like mm-hmm. happy, and I was like, yeah. oh, you know. So, anyways, after meeting them, I was like, okay, they got the we, you know, the ball rolling, and then. Um, uh, and then I met Mike Adriano out in L.A. a couple years ago, and he was like, hey, you should do porn. And I was like, really? Because, like, you know, he's been around forever. He's, mm-hmm. like, a notorious director. And I was like, okay, if this guy thinks I can do porn, like, that's – and then – but still, I was like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know yet if I'm ready to be that exposed. Mm-hmm. And then premium Snapchat rolled around. Mm, God, it's so funny how, like, that kind of really rose and then kind of tanked a little bit. Like, it went like – Oh my god! Seriously, it was like the quickest come up and the biggest yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. Once OnlyFans came around, it was like dead. That Snapchat thing died. Also, also, two people were getting deleted all the time, so that was a problem. Right. So Snapchat didn't. This is what I've heard. So Snapchat was cool with it because they're yes. like, great, they're bringing us tons of traffic. Like they did not personally care, but then Apple came down on them and said, yeah. "Hey, if you don't clean up, we are getting rid totally. of you." Um, as an app on our store. Yeah. I mean, it's such a typical story, right? Like mm-hmm. these platforms build a business on the backs of sex workers. And then once they get to a certain level, they mm-hmm. try to like clean up their platform and like literally kick off all of the people that may- put them where they are. Yeah. Like we made you. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. Okay, so you were doing premium yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. So I got introduced. Do you know who Viking Barbie is? Vicky. Viking Barbie. Oh, Viking Barbie. Yes. Yes. So Viking Barbie hit me up and she was like, "Hey, because I, I'm not like a hippie or anything, but I sat down a few days before they contacted me and I was like, I need to like have a full career in this. I'm done doing one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. Like I want to like actually make some real money, like and mm-hmm. not just cam, just because I was so burnt out and bored. Mm-hmm. Um. But she hit me up on Instagram. She was like, hey, I manage this person, this person, this person. They make good money. Do you want us to train you and, like, be a part of our group? And I was like, "Mm, okay, I don't know how to do any of this by myself. Mm -hmm. So she, uh, to her credit, taught me, like, everything I know. Um, Her and the other person, like, ran the company. But, yeah, they were kind of, like, my mentors. They taught me, like, how to, like, make the content, sell it, et cetera. Mm so they, I, I owe them a lot, and then after a while, I started OnlyFans because I already knew what I was doing by myself at that point. So mm-hmm. I took charge of my own OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and then I was doing well on OnlyFans, and I was shooting content with like, uh, like Manuel Ferreira and like, um, like Riley Reed, and uh, sorry, I sound so I'm like totally name dropping here. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But like all these, I mean, like, these are big names. Yeah, yeah, like all these people. I was like, Johnny, they're not going to shoot with Sims, anyone. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, because I also had a. A couple million fo- or a million followers at that point. So mm-hmm. I was, oh yeah, sorry, I was an Instagram model too. So I was already like naked. Oh, so I yeah. already had a big following. So I was shooting with all these like bigger names, mm-hmm. and then all my shit got leaked all over Pornhub because they were like so and so Banks Instagram model, and I was like, mm-hmm. huh, okay. And then I did a podcast with um, a, a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Brent Prella. Shout out. Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, since you're a porn star, blah blah blah, and I was like, oh, like. I knew I did porn, but I was like, a porn star? Me? I know. What? There's, like, an interesting, like, controversy and discussion even between, like, what does being a porn star mean versus, like, doing porn versus now there's, like, content creators. It's, like, what right. What decides each title? I don't know. I, I respect everybody in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. So, oh, yeah, the uh, Drake's baby mama. So. Yes. I, he- I have that in my notes yes. about um, – you made the leap from camming to porn having to do something to do with Drake's baby mama. So what is – yeah, what is that story? So um, when he – it came out in the news like Drake's having a baby. They all said, he's having a baby with a porn star. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then you look her up and it's just a cam girl. She's mm-hmm. just like, you know, chilling in her room, doing her little strip tease. And I'm not th- knocking her at all she, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like obviously a successful cam girl. Mm-hmm. So I was like – Wait a second. If I'm going to be considered a porn, I'm going to have the title of a porn star. I should be the best I can be. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, let's let's go all the way. People are going to call me that anyways. Yeah, let's let's do that. So I mean, you've already been doing scenes, right? You mentioned like Manuel and Riley and Johnny. Mm-hmm. So what was your first like professionally shot porn scene? Um, so I got really lucky enough, uh, big companies had scouted me and asked me to work for them. So that was another reason that I, I had guaranteed work lined up. Mm-hmm. So Brazzers hit me up and a couple other ones, but Brazzers was like, we will offer you a contract. Mm. I was like, okay. Yeah. So it was just, it was a small contract, mind you, but I was like, if I start with a Brazzers contract, that's not going to yeah, hurt. Yeah, and they're a good company to start with. Oh, they're the best. So yeah. my first scene was with Abigail Mack. Oh, my God. You can't do better than that. You She's can't. amazing. You fucking can't. Yeah. Shout out to Sandra from OC for setting that up. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, they uh, dressed you up as an angel. She was the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, and trust me, by the way, if you guys watch all my videos, I there are some scenes that are not that good. Let me just tell you. I have not, like, nailed every scene. Mm-hmm. But we did the scene. It went really well. And then at the end of it, I heard them talking. They were like, that doesn't seem like her first scene. She did great. And then Yay. Abigail was so nice. She was like, you're better than, like, so-and-so. Or, like, you're better than a lot of people out there. Like, yeah. keep, please, like, keep doing this. Yeah, that's awesome. Abigail so, is so lovely. She is lovely. It was so yeah. cool. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a great first experience to have. Oh, yeah, the best. So you were like, so you knew then that this was the path, the right path for you. Yes. And also, sorry, last, sorry, this is such a long story, but last thing I'll say is the last two guys I dated told me you should do porn. Ah, so you knew. It was, like, in the cards. Yeah, they were. The universe was telling you. They were, and they even sat me down, and they were, again, like, they liked me, but, like, did they really want to marry me and have kids? No. But they liked me and still cared about me, but Mm -hmm. they, two different guys were like, this is your calling. You Mm -hmm. should do this. Yeah. So how long have you been in the industry now? Professionally, about two years. Professionally, about two years. And have you, like, what goals have you hit, and what goals do you still have ahead of you? I want to shoot for black.com so badly. Okay. So badly, and they never, never hit me back. (laughs) (laughs) And then what, um, I mean, you already did browsers, so that was a big thing. Um, Any other, like, big goals in mind? Uh, Anything Vixen related, I would love to do deeper, like, a whole story. I also want to shoot for Johnny Darko. Mm -hmm. We've been chatting. Um, So basically, you just want to work with all the the big guys. Yeah, uh, twisties. I want to work with twisties. And my number one dream, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, is Playboy Plus. <laughs> I've watched the girl, you know, like like any other reasonable slut back in the day, but I watched like all the, the show. I read every book about mm-hmm. him. Like I have like everything Playboy, but that's my dream is Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I this th- is not to pressure you, by the way. That's just- oh, I don't work for them anymore. <laughs> okay, then perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I sa- sadly, I cannot... <laughs> I cannot help no, you no, 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 but anymore, yeah. but um, I will – I mean, I shot for them for like – I was like their top producer for like nice. seven years. So Blacked and Playboy, not anymore. top two. I feel like I feel like you have this in your future. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh my God, thank you're gorgeous. You. Thank you. Um, and I, I watched a couple of your podcasts actually before you came on. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> I saw the – no, no, no. I mean – well, I mean. Yeah. I didn't see all of them. Yeah. Um, I saw the one about uh, – the the plastic surgery one yeah 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 um with the with my the lovely keyboard Morgan. and oh. he breaks into song yeah that was actually really cute oh yeah I he, thought that was a really clever little yeah. like I was like you know what if this show ever becomes like big where I get yeah. like a big like I don't know talk show thing like I want someone on a keyboard to like right. make little songs about like stories oh. that we tell I thought that was a really cute super touch. cute can I shout him out is that okay of course uh, Morgan J amazing comedian um, he sings and like uh, he's and he's a buddy of mine and mm-hmm. he was like is it okay if I ask? Like, you know. Yeah. No, he was re- he was really sweet about it. But your butt yeah. is real. My butt is real. I Which know. Which is, uh, and it's a lovely ass. I will send you, like, a picture later. Like, uh, it's one in high school where you can see the date from my mm. Facebook. To yeah, like, prove it. To prove it, yeah. Um, It's funny, though, because all my friends would come up, my guy friends would come over and, like, meet my mom. Mm-hmm. And they all go, <laughs> I'm going to be your stepmom. <laughs> also, I see where you get your butt from. Yeah. <laughs> and then my brother has the same butt, too. And I was like, what do girls think about it? He goes, they think it's cute. <laughs> I got it. was really funny. I saw a guy at, like, some restaurant that we – oh, that's what it was. My husband and I went to Duke's yesterday for our wedding anniversary. Oh, congrats. Thank you. And there was a guy there, a waiter in, like, really tight pants. And I was like, wow. 
Wow. My like, God's all right, sir. Night. I mean, girls, yeah, girls sir. notice guys' asses. Sir. So, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Can I tell you one more funny story? Of course. So my own, the, my own parents who gave birth to me, they know where I got it from. I always wear, like, baggy homeless man clothes when I'm with my family because, mm-hmm. you know. But I was walking around in, like, tight leggings one day or, like, a bodysuit, and my dad came up to me and, like, he and my – he goes, hey, your mom and I were, like, wondering, um, did you get work done on your butt? Like, it's okay if you did. Like, we would totally approve. It's okay. But, like, d- did you? I'm like, no, I got it from you. What the fuck? <laughs> your good genes. I guess he'd never really looked at it before. <laughs> that's that's good. No, he was obviously it wasn't like a weird way. He was just yeah. like, yeah. It's like your mom and I talked about it. Just curious, yes. <laughs> so, um, so you mentioned that your parents were very religious. You very, got thrown yeah. out a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like now you guys have a good relationship. We do now, yeah. And how did that? Did it take a while for it to come about? Yes. Um, I. What happened was with them, like, I still don't agree with them kicking me out so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's wrong. But I think me doing adult actually weirdly brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because they kind of do blame themselves because mm-hmm. they didn't help with me starting, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but they've just grown up. I, I feel bad for them now that I'm older and I kind of understand, but they were like younger than I was when they had me and got mm. married. And the church they were in at the time was like, it was out here in Southern California, but it was basically a cult. Mm. Like just weird stuff. Like uh, we had a nanny growing up and my dad is like not a creepy man. He's not like a pervert. Like I would honestly bet my life. He's never cheated on my mom. Like he's mm-hmm. just not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had our nanny sit in the front seat one time when my mom was, like, out of town. And she's, she's the other only adult in the car. So that makes sense. Right. So we pull up to the parking lot. And then one of the uh, elder pastors, like, comes out to him and goes, like, I don't want to say his name. But he's like, I need to talk to you right now. Right now. Get out of the car. And start in front of all of us, starts, like, screaming at him. He's like, the nerve of you. You are so disrespectful to your wife for having her sit in the front seat. That is not your wow. wife. Like, and if, again, in front of his own family. Yeah. So the next time we went to church the next week, because um, I thought that was weird. I was like probably like 11. I was like, this is weird. That's a very disrespectful to the nanny. It's like you're not treating her that like poor- a human being. Like she's a servant. She used to sit in the back. Like that's not You're cool. so – you're a poor woman. She didn't do anything yeah. wrong. My mom does not care. Yeah. So the next week they're like – hey, we need you to sit in the front. I go, why? Just to like... Yeah. And they're like, we don't have time. You just have to sit in the front. Mm -hmm. Like weird stuff like that. Yeah. So how do you feel about religion? Are you religious in any way? Do you believe in God at all? Do you have any kind of spiritual... Like, because I know Mm -hmm. that some people, you know, they grow up in a very religious household and then they become like absolute staunch atheists or Mm -hmm. they just cultivate like a different understanding about spirituality in the universe what's your take i think there's something beyond our own belief Mm -hmm. like i don't know if it's like aliens or like i don't think there's like a god who sits there and watches our day-to-day actions like the christian version Mm -hmm. um i think we do have a divine creator of some sort Mm -hmm. maybe that's like wrong or I don't know. People are probably going to be like, I mean, look, but. like nobody knows what it is, right? I, I like think, all of us yeah. can say what we believe, but that's only what we believe. No one has concrete evidence for anything. No so one I does. think whatever makes sense for you. Right. 
if that works for you yeah. and like helps you like gives you comfort in your life and like helps guide you totally. like along your chosen path then mm-hmm. you know even if it's aliens like oh yeah uh-huh. you know what yeah, I mean even if it's aliens <clears throat> like um so I have read the bible twice mm-hmm. they've read it 15 times each wow they read every day wow but I remember and if you anybody who's read the bible the old testament is like God is like how you think a world leader would be. He's kind of a tyrant. He's like not like Hitler, but he's like how a world leader would act. Mm-hmm. And then the New Testament is like hippie Jesus, like mm-hmm. this and that. So if I were to pick a religion, it would def- definitely uh, be Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's Jewish. Or I'm actually Jewish. You can't tell by mm-hmm. the looks of me. But anyways, um, I think their story makes more sense if it's real. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a divine creator of some sort somewhere that we don't understand. Um, and uh, what was my last last point in that? But I do support people who are religious. If mm-hmm. that makes them happy and that's uh, their thing. Like, uh, do you watch South Park? Yes. Have you ever seen the episode where they talk about the Book of Mormon? Uh, I mean, I've seen the Book of Mormon, the play that the guys yeah, ended up yeah. making. But – I mean, probably, but I'm not sure. You have you might have to jog my memory. Oh, okay. So basically, like, and uh, Trey and Matt, the creators, they're mm-hmm. uh, from a Mormon family, but they meet this like family, this kid, and like they're you know kind of like your typical religious family. Like they're so like overly nice, almost mm-hmm. like, can we get you dinner? Like, let's finger paint. They're like this mm-hmm. big happy family. Um, and then Randy, of course, is like, let's convert to this because mm-hmm. he's Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, Stan like reads the Book of Mormon. He's like, this is shit. This doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And then finally, um, he talks to the guy about it. And he's like, why do you believe this? This is illogical. He goes, you know what? It doesn't have to make sense. That's okay. It keeps me and my family extremely happy. And that's all that matters. Don't you love it when you get those, like, pearls of wisdom from South Park? There's so many. (laughs) I made my dad watch some episodes with me, too. He likes some of them. Have you seen the Book of Mormon, the play? Have you ever gone to see it? I haven't, sadly. Dude, it's so fucking good. I bet. It's one of the best musicals I've ever seen. And I'm not, like, a big musicals person. Yeah. It's so good. Nice. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to catch Book of Mormon, I highly recommend it. It's even if you're not, like I said, if you're not a musicals person, you will fucking love it. Oh, no, I am for the right one. It's so good. Let's talk about the sound of music any day. <laughs> Actually, can I tell you a funny story? Yes. Um, you know Mick Blue? Yes. So I always, um, you know, he's, he's gorgeous and he has those, like, piercing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. But I met him and I was like, where is he from? They're like, he's from Austria. So I go, hi, I love your German accent. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> the look of a guy who goes, I'm just kidding. I know you're from Austria. But um, I always call him Captain Von Trapp. Okay. And then uh, we were doing like a, a tag team scene with him and Scott Niels mm-hmm. uh, for Brazzers. And then I like, at some point I grabbed uh, Mick's dick and I was like, the hills are alive. Oh my God, he must have loved that. <laughs> I don't know how amusing. Everybody else thought it was amusing. <laughs> let, me, let me guess it didn't make it into the final scene, sadly. I hope it did. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then yeah. we'll be right back. We all have bad habits and we all know how incredibly hard they can be to break. Mine is definitely eating too much sugar at night. But when that craving comes on, my willpower seems to disappear into thin air. And that's why our sponsor, Fume, is on a mission to help us break those bad habits that haunt far too many of us. Fume is a natural diffusive device that uses plants and behavioral science to help you trade out your negative habit for a positive one. To be clear, Fume is not a vape. 
It's a non-electronic device designed to transform your negative habits. Instead of pods filled with potentially harmful chemicals like a vape, Fume uses cores infused with plants like peppermint and cinnamon for delicious natural flavors. Their new version 2 model is snappy and tactile. With an adjustable airflow dial and a magnetic end cap, your fingers will always have something to do. You see, my brain automatically convinces me that I need to do something while I'm relaxing at night, whether it's watching TV or taking a bath. That's where those sneaky chocolates find their way into my fingers. So instead, I pick up my fume, which satisfies that strange need to keep my fingers busy. The easiest way to stop a bad habit is to switch to a positive one, and fume is designed perfectly to do just that. It's Fume's goal to make switching easy, even enjoyable. They have thousands of five-star reviews from people just like you who successfully switched when other solutions just didn't work. Head to tryfume.com and use code HOLLY to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack today. The Journey Pack comes with three unique flavors and the new version 2 Fume to help kickstart your positive habits. That's tryfume.com and use code HOLLY to save an additional 10% off of your order today. That's tryfume.com, or just click the link in the episode description. All right, guys, we are back. So, Madison, um, so what is Holly? <laughs> so, Madison, what has been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome in the adult industry? Wow. Um, uh, people pretending they're your friend when they're not, mm. and people who. Because I'm kind of – I still have, like, that church mentality, I realized. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, like, still thought, like, oh, everyone, like, wants to be friends. Everyone's so – and there are great people who are my friends in the adult industry. Yeah. But uh, I definitely had, like, a bad year last year, and it was like, pretty public, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did lose a lot of, like, friends, which I'm not sad about at all. Um, I gained some great friendships. But um, just the the clout chasing and, like, when you're on top, like, people are secretly, like, rooting for your de- – not that I was ever on top, but when mm-hmm. you're doing well, people are, like, secretly, like, rooting for your downfall. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the most difficult thing yeah. to deal with. I, I think that you probably see that in almost every industry. I mean, uh, yeah, people are jealous by nature. It's so hard to not want to be the best, and it's so hard to, like – it can be very difficult to feel good for the person who succeeds you. Right. I mean, that takes a lot of emotional maturity. It does. Um, and I feel like that's that's something that you probably see in the entertainment industry in general, like everywhere. All so the time. All the I think time. these are understandable challenges. They are, yes. Okay. Um, a couple questions. Uh, sex advice from a porn star, because I know a lot of men need it. Uh, so first of all, burning question. Let's so important. Hear it. What is the ideal penis size for you? I love an average. Hmm. I love an average. Oh, really? So what's average to you? Like a six. Okay. Six and a half, maybe a seven. Because okay. I like to do anal, like, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have, like, a six or a seven, we can, like, do anal pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And I like – and I'll say this, actually. My buddy Nathan Bronson has mm-hmm. the best feeling dick in porn. Mm-hmm. The best feeling. It just curves up a little bit, like mm-hmm. – 
Um, and he's not like a monster dick. No, but he's no, got no. like a great size. Oh my gosh, no, he has like the the best. I told his uh, f- his fiance our friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she thought she was like, oh my god, thanks. <laughs> but he, I saw photos of her. I I'd never seen her before, but she's beautiful. Oh my gosh, she's dark. Ugh. Really pretty. I love Nathan. He's such a nice. I haven't seen him in a while because I haven't shot boy girl in Aww. forever. But Nathan is so great. She's equally nice, actually. I gotta say, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, like a Nathan Bronson dick is like. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. Chef's kiss. Nathan. Mwah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, last question. What are men doing wrong in the bedroom? I think that they're not being clear. Hmm. So one thing that's great about being on a porn set, and it's not the sexiest conversation, but it's a great conversation to have, is like they'll literally sit you down and say like, what do you like or not like? Mm-hmm. So people, it's, very clinical, but like people will literally come, walk up to each other if there's no checklist for that. Particular for the boundary movie. checklist for scenes, and they'll say yeah. like, "Hey, like, what are you into? What do you yeah. not like?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. So I think that's cool, even if it's clinical, it works in the long run. Yeah. But uh, I would just my best advice would be to be clear, don't be shy, and like tell them exactly what you want. They will be grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it's hard, right? Because yes, getting all the information out there, you know, would you would assume would lead to a better experience because mm. everybody's different. You can't really guess no. what someone's going to like. Yeah. We have the, you know, we're fortunate enough in the adult industry where, you know, now especially we have boundary checklists where yeah. we sit down and we, you know, the performance director, we all go over everything beforehand. Yeah. So, like, you know what you're getting into. But that's a job, right? Yeah. This is a profession. But, yeah, it's like – and I think that the Even movies – Even in my normal life, I, I ask that now. Well, right, because you have had this experience yeah. in adult and you're probably more comfortable with your sexuality yeah. and talking about it. But the everyday person, I feel – It's too shy to ask. It's too shy to ask. Like, and you get sold this idea in the movies that you're just going to run into each other's arms. Automatic. And you're going to know exactly what that other person wants and there's this magic and everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, of course – because in the movies, you always orgasm at the same time. Oh, always. You never not orgasm. At the same time. Oh, wait, one thing I did learn this year, mm. I learned how to come on command. How did you manage that? Girl, I don't know. I just always heard that you could. But, like, I kept hearing, like, this could happen. So, like, it's funny in my, in my videos. I'm like, oh, my God, don't stop, don't stop. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. And I actually do every time. Really? Did you, like, have – because that's a very – that's some mental gymnastics. It's a mental do. thing. Yeah. But I kind of just – like, I have to – it helps when the guy says it mm-hmm. and he chokes me. And then, like, if I tell myself, like, it's time to come. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a great power to have. Thanks. Some guys need to learn that. Come on, command. Some, right. some of them take too long. <laughs> for real for real well Madison thank you so much for coming by it was such a pleasure to get to know you pleasure to get to know you too can you tell everybody where they can find you online well if you wanted to make the mistake of finding me online here's where we can go um, you can go to uh, Instagram Madison Morgan X um, and then whenever that gets deleted go to Madison Morgan X oh like hugs and kisses Twitter is O Madison Morgan O H Madison Morgan. Um, and TikTok is official Madison Morgan. Fantastic. And you guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Holly Randall on TikTok. Um, Holly Randall Unfiltered. I actually have a uh, link page that you could just go to to find all of my links. Just go to hollylinks.com. That's kind of easier because 
as Madison can can vouch. We get we get deleted sometimes, yeah. so you know, just having one place where you can just find all the updated Smart. links is the best. Of course, if you want to support this podcast, watch these interviews live. Go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. Yes. Thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me. A great way to show your love is to rate and review my show. And an easy way to do that is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU and you'll be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports and then led to where you can leave your review. And if you can afford to financially support this podcast, you can do so for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com Unfiltered. This is where you'll get access to the live streams of my interviews, bonus Q&As with my guests, access to my fine art photography and behind the scenes of my shoots, free memberships to my not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, and so much more. You can watch the video versions of these podcasts at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Join us every Sunday evening for episode premieres where you can chat live with myself and other HRU fans as we watch the newest release together. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All of my social media links are at hollylinks.com. <laughs>